Welcome to the From Prude to Screwed podcast. This podcast contains explicit language and explicit content. It's for adults. So, if you are too young to handle any of that, you need to listen to a different podcast. is going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is dead sexy. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for helping me out tonight, baby. I appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) So, unfortunately, my initial guest had to cancel because she was sick. So... Tonight I'm here with my husband. Second choice. Wow. Yeah, like fifth choice. First in my heart, though. First in your heart. Yeah. Fifth on your list. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to have a little bit of a conversation with you. Um, just about your perception of women in the lifestyle. And this is how you get me to say all the stuff that I would never say before. Like, tell me about your true feelings. It'll be okay. Tell me exactly what you really think. <laughs> I want to know what you really think. Yeah, we're getting divorced. What? <laughs> this is a trap. It's not a trap. Your Honor, I'd like to introduce into Exhibit A, the podcast. You're terrible. No. In all seriousness. Um, what are some of your observations about how women navigate the, the lifestyle, um, how women interact with you in the lifestyle. Oh. I know that's a really broad question. We're just opening up a dialogue here, having a conversation. You, you probably shouldn't call them broads. Let's, let's start there. Having a broad conversation. Yeah. Uh, I need a sound machine. You do not need a sound machine. <laughs> Put that's that on the thing, list. The last thing you need. Um, uh, ask me that question again. Okay. This time with feeling. <laughs> Once more with feeling. Um, no, I'm just sort of curious about your perception of women in terms of how they navigate the lifestyle, how they interact with you, how they interact with other women. Um, I, your keen observations. Because one of the things that I really love about you is that you are an observer of people. Right? It's something you really enjoy. I do. I, I'm, a, I'm a voyeur in that way, I guess. Um, so, my observation... So, I, I think for me, to not make it creepy and weird, but basically being raised by a single mom, I've had a fairly strong female presence in my life. So, I've always kind of thought about women being empowered and as strong as men and can do anything a man can do from my mom you know, raising me and working full time and racing cars and all the crazy stuff that she's done. Uh, so I've never had that women are lesser than, I sure. think. But in the lifestyle, I think it really affords some women to really explore that and 
take advantage of that and, and be more open and do the things that they probably wanted to do for decades and centuries and things that the patriarchy has told them they can't do and can't be. So why are you always trying to keep us down? Uh, because you got the majority. We just tell you you're a minority and you believed us. That was dumb. <laughs> it's 51 <laughs> to 49. You won. Uh, I think that it's interesting. I really like that process of, of seeing women come into their own in the lifestyle or in out of it as well, but in, in regards to this podcast in it and kind of take control of their sexuality and their wants, needs, and desires. Well, of course you like it. I do like it because sometimes I'm on the receiving end of it. Yeah. Anything I can do to help, you know, <laughs> you already today. You too can be a feminist. Yeah, don't use you too. Oh, I thought it was me too. Oh, then use I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I like that. I think that's uh, a part of that. I really, I do actually enjoy watching women find their voice, as it were, including you, obviously, with this. Oh, thanks, babe. Mm-hmm. Have you had any women that have given you an uncomfortable feeling, like any sort of, you know? awkward vibes like you know i know as women it is really easy for guys to kind of cross a boundary but i know that they're not the only ones that's interesting i think have you personally had any weird yeah a little bit not a lot and i think that the the threshold is different the things that um say if you're at a a club for instance and a guy comes up and we had a situation that happened to us not to you but somebody we were with where a guy just out of the blue came over and bit one of our friends right in the butt oh yeah no warning no talking it was completely random and right we hadn't talked to him all night no uh and that's the only time it's ever happened with us in a club situation where some a guy has done that but it's happened several times where women have uh, groped me. Oh. Uh, the girl that works the door, who I like, one time she was drunk, she bit me in my nipple randomly. I don't know why my nipple was even out, first of all. It Ow. must have been in the evening after we were done or something. I'm not she's sure. kind of short. How'd she reach it? She's short. Like, I'm tall. She's nipple height. I think it was a <laughs> crime of convenience. Uh, oh. And I wasn't really mad. Like, that's the difference. Like, if some dude just bit your nipple randomly I'd be like okay we're gonna have some words she did it I'm like oh she's just drunk and crazy uh, and I've had women come just grab me in the junk or slap my butt or grab my butt or whatever uh, and they get a pass which is fine with me but it, it can be a little off-putting so okay so two things one first I want to go back to that situation where um, that guy randomly came up and bit our friend's mm-hmm. ass now correct me if i'm wrong that was her first time yeah there <laughs> sort of is it that right her first time at that club she had gone to one in germany with a friend of hers right but had never had any uh male female play before so she was a little nervous about going i think right and then that happened I, and we told her nothing ever happens it's it's fine. totally fine yeah, no everybody's very respectful it does never happens yeah it happened have you talked to her about that incident? 
outside uh, of the club at all? A little bit. Because I don't think I Yeah, have. I kind of actually forgot about it. She brought it up uh, when, like a month or so ago, she'd asked what we were doing. I told her we were going to the club, and she was like, oh, watch out for creepy dudes. Don't. Mr. Bitey Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was thing number one. Yeah. Thing number two. So are you sort of saying that... You know, what I heard you say was that the line for women in terms of what is acceptable behavior is definitely different, I don't right? Know you can be more touchy. You yeah. can grope a little bit without it. Yeah, I, I, I guess being that threatening. Sure, I guess right. You know, because obviously most of the time men have size, so that equates to some sort of power and control over a situation, and. A lot of times, we want that kind of, uh, not necessarily a biting of my nipple, because that's not exciting to me, but <laughs> uh, somebody to make the first move. And sure. I think it's always great when, in the situation, a woman does kind of facilitate the, the, the first move. Maybe not that aggressively or anything, but just some sort of show of that they're into you or into us or whatnot. I feel the need to address two elephants in the room. One, that dog that is outside the door is groaning and barking like an idiot. Um, And also, I'm kind of cold. Do you want my jacket? No, I'll be okay. The only way I could convince you to do this with me was if I didn't have clothes on. You have a t- that's what I was. I know of, now I have a robe. You have a robe on. I was like I waiting for a titty to pop out or something. Well, it almost did. I know, and then you covered it up, and I was like, "What the hell?" I know. I was it's not what I signed attention. up for. And now you're just covering it up more. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold in here. Uh, it's not. Well, I put my jacket on. Yeah, you have a jacket. Whatever. Well, we've kind of talked about women's behavior in the club setting, but you know we're on a number of couple sites and you meet women in in out in the world as it were um is there anything that you've sort of seen that makes women in the lifestyle um kind of different or behave differently that i'm i'm super articulate tonight yeah i haven't had enough of my drink i think that I think women are the driving force in the lifestyle Mm. and that they're more comfortable with the idea of it. So they're like, are you saying that they're more willing to pursue? Yeah, I think they're more willing to pursue, more willing to bring it up, to be the instigator in in the lifestyle a lot of times, which is, I think, counterintuitive of what people believe, but I think that's, it's usually the women. What do you, so are you saying that the predominant belief is that men have kind of I don't want to say forced um, or coerced or anything but have persuaded the women in their life to get into the lifestyle? No, the opposite of that. I think the women are are the ones that are convincing the men to do it. So you're saying if we took a survey. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be like 60-40 probably. Mm. So you, you think that women are more likely to instigate 
engaging in the lifestyle? I think when they get to the point where it's an option for them, yeah. I think they're much more likely to bring it up and want to explore it. Hmm. And when, and usually I feel like when they get in, they get in much faster and deeper and better than the men do. Hmm. I think sometimes men get kind of googly about it, you know. Oh my God, so many boobs and I'm going to touch them all and this is so great. And then we get myopic with our view of it and that all we're thinking about is new boobs and things. And we don't think about the other side of it, which would be, yeah, it's new boobs. It's also new dicks. (laughs) Then (laughs) then that thought was like, oh, dicks cancel out boobs every time. Uh, And then you. Which is weird because it's two to one. So right, it should they should cancel out. They double teaming. Yeah. But then you know maybe it's three to two. Depends on how you want to look at that. Shit. Nobody nobody cares about that though. <laughs> <laughs> no no girl's ever been like, did you see the balls on that guy? Oh my god, they were so delicious. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. Like if literally, if I didn't have balls, would you even notice? Like if I just went to the doctor and they were removed, you probably it would take you probably three to four weeks for you even realize I didn't have them anymore. <laughs> I don't know about three to four. You'd be like, wait, something used to hit me One sometimes. to two. One to two. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it's part of another side now. That's all. Oh, yeah. that's what happened. What is something that you would want women to know or understand before getting into the lifestyle? I can go for hours and hours and hours and... Uh, I can come like 14 times a day, and my dick's like 12, 13, 14. What's a good size, I should say? <laughs> I however, can't with whatever you. Whatever that is, that's what size I it is. I can't with you. That's what I want all women in the lifestyle to know. <laughs> I'm only all, here. All of I'm them? only all here to promote my sexual prowess. Yeah. Over the interwebs. What come would I on. like them to know, seriously? Be seriously. <laughs> uh, Ridiculous. I think it's not just women. I think it's everybody. I think that... Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your partner. And that'll make it enjoyable. It'll make it so that you're not having to hide things. And, you know, maybe you have a kink that your partner doesn't know about. And maybe you tell them they're still not down with it. But hopefully they're understanding enough. Maybe they'll help you find something that is that is down with that sort of thing. <laughs> don't look at me like I, I don't have one. I'm just saying... I'm listening. I don't, this is a safe yes, space. Uh, uh-huh, this is where it okay. starts. No, I, I, no, I think um, honesty and communication are really important to prioritize. I mean, I'd almost add to that, you know, remember to have fun, right? I think a lot of times people get so in their head and they just forget to have fun it's not um it's not anything that is supposed to be a burden or a stress or anything like that fun and respect are are the keys to making this work and i think we have fun with it ourselves i mean it's it's okay (laughs) we can only you know, judge off the experiences that we have and 
you know, we can see our friends and acquaintances and their experiences. And I feel like we have pretty good grasp on who to talk to and make friends with. We had a pretty solid group of lifestyle friends. Yeah. They all tend to have fun. I, I've seen <laughs> lifestyle adventures go wrong in, in a previous life before we were in the lifestyle, before I met you, and before I was doing swinger activities, I was exposed to a lot of swinger stuff. How? Uh, doing comedy at swingers clubs. Mm. So because I was just the entertainment and I had a couple of shows a night to do with this club, I had a lot of free time and so I would help out around the club with tours and questions and things like that because I did it for two and a half years and again being the people watcher I am it was really interesting to get to be that point person to meeting new people that were coming to the club give them the introduction give them the tour show them around and watch their reactions uh, this club had a hot tub right inside the front door and at first I tell people the comics specifically that I would book there uh, we're going to get there and the first thing you see, inevitably, and I didn't go look beforehand, but I just knew it was going to be that way. We're going to walk through this door, and there's going to be an old man in the hot tub, and you're going to see his balls. They're going to be old and wrinkly and gray and long. So there you go. That's your introduction to swinging. It's not uh, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. It's some old dudes hanging hot nuts. <laughs> so, uh, but I would see, <laughs> I would see the other side of things when it wasn't, a woman that was necessarily the instigator into the lifestyle where it was a guy who would probably had a deficiency in his relationship with his partner that thought that the lifestyle would fix it and I don't think that's typically the case I don't think that's the case with anything whether if it was bowling league or whatever you know just communication is the key and if I guess you can use whatever hobby it is as communication, then that would help. But I've seen it where guys will go and beg their, their wife or girlfriend to do this, and they finally go. And what they don't realize is that in the currency of sex, women are the billionaires, and the men are peasants, typically, right? There's, oh, there's, there's a few... There's That's a, a way to put it. Well, I mean... It's simple supply-side economics. Uh, there's plenty of supply in dicks, and so the value isn't that, isn't that great. Uh, but women who are interested in having sex with you, a little more rare, so therefore it's, it's got more value uh, in the shitty analogy I'm trying to make. So they go, and they, but they don't realize it's like there's going to be dudes hitting on their wife uh to probably you know disproportionate amount as far as the number of women that are going to be right. receptive well to... when we go to the club how often do we see that many single women there in general not they're, it's, they're there yeah but it's onesie twosie where men they they have to physically limit how many dudes will show up uh and the club in portland that I used to do the shows at, uh, it's closed down, but 
uh, when they weren't making as much money, they were like more single dudes in because they needed the money. Mm. So eventually, instead of having it be six guys, it was 12 guys or 15 guys. And that would just increase the odds of these single random guys hitting on the married women and stuff. And some of these guys are very convincing. They did have something that made them stand out from the rest. You know, one guy I remember in particular was a former porn star. And oh. the women really enjoyed his company. He was, a, he was a good dude. They enjoyed his company? Yeah, you know, like he didn't talk a lot, but he, he you know, he, he said what he needed to say, how he said it. Wow. Uh, so these women would go back to the room with him and. They're making noises that their boyfriend or husband never made them make before. Now that guy's in his feelings, and he's still not getting anybody hitting on him because now he's not even focusing on picking up on other women. He's just trying to not break down the doors of the room where his significant other is at. And that's the worst part, I think, early on for for something like that is your imagination goes crazy. So if Mm. you're going to play separate in the beginning, that's maybe a tough road to hoe because... Uh, you 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 just don't know your your mind's eye is gonna tell you all the worst things, you know that. Yeah. You're not I'm, gonna see the you're not gonna see the uncomfortable awkward parts of it, you know the fumbling with this and that like which is completely normal and natural in sex, especially with somebody you're just starting out with. All he's gonna see is the, the produced movie scenes that you know Hollywood yeah. gives us. But. That's that's interesting because I think you're right. Your imagination tends to fill in the gaps when when you're playing separately. I know when we initially started out, that conversation was more of like an intending to play more separately. And then we've kind of right, pretty early on stumbled into a situation where we ended up playing together and it's kind of morphed into something uh, your different. imagination got you worried my imagination got mm-hmm. me worried yeah in the beginning yeah mm, maybe yeah because i was going out on dates and i wasn't and you were not yeah because which you, was boring you chose me. unwisely i chose unwisely yeah because you found guys that were 200 miles away. No. I found girls that were like 12 miles away. Less than that. <laughs> so uh, that should be a, that's a whole other podcast episode is <laughs> don't pick people that are 200 miles no, away. No, no. I just wasn't really interested in looking that hard. <laughs> I think I had some people that I very well could have, you know, fooled around with but I wasn't really interested in like going out and dating I've never used a dating app or anything like that you do now. our I was gonna say our our profiles for um Cassidy and whatnot are the closest that I've ever come to being on a dating site you know so that whole realm again that's a whole another separate podcast episode but it's so new to me so yeah like you're right in that your imagination does kind of fill in the blanks but I know the first couple of times you know we'd met a few couples played with them together and then um, I had the opportunity to go out with one of our male friends separately and I know that your imagination probably filled in a whole lot of gaps in that experience as well. I'm trying to think the first time was, did I end up 
going out too because I feel like I can't remember if I, I think I stayed home that first time and then right and then decided not to want to do that anymore that Which, it's good to keep yourself busy. Yeah. And now it's, it's less bothersome. Right. But yeah, early on it was like, oh my God, I need to be out doing something also because I'm just going to sit around home thinking about it, you know. And right. the thing about it is, no offense to you, but I was like, in my head, it was like all the sexiest, dirtiest things to be going on. And I know that's not the case. It was a lot of <laughs> you talking about feelings and stuff and... The, I have a lot the, the, of feelings. The dirty, sexy stuff was at the very end. But in my head, it was probably four to five hours worth, you know, that night, that first time. Think, sure. Thinking about, you know, oh, there's probably a chandelier involved. <laughs> chocolate syrup. <laughs> Chocolate-covered strawberries. Everything, yeah. It's a sexy fruit. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. you know. Tagged out, brought a friend in. I don't, oh wow! Yeah, like all, all the different things. <laughs> so, and we don't have That's kids. That's funny. So we, some of our friends we found, will play separately because they have kids and they can't get babysitters or babysitters are expensive. And so, one night one will go out on their own, and then another one will. Right. So if you don't have that, I suggest both going out separately the same night Mm. yeah um and that's kind of we're fortunate in that way that we don't have kids so we have a lot of flexibility in terms of when we go out and and with whom and the couples that we do tend to play separately with it's the four of us know each other Mm -hmm. and there's an established relationship and level of trust there and communication there between all four of us, right? So I think it makes it very, very different and makes staying home rather than having your own thing to do a lot easier. So um, that's interesting. So I was just thinking because you mentioned kind of watching when you were when you were providing tours and stuff. Um, for the swingers club that you were doing comedy at. I was thinking about an experience that we had at a hotel takeover that we went to where we were sitting there and I don't know if we were even talking to anybody, but we were watching this, these two separate couples and both of the men kind of had these rules that Mm -hmm. they were allowed to play with other women but their wives couldn't play with other men right. they, they were both they were both the two probably most attractive couples at uh-huh. the hotel takeover and they totally equally matched each, yeah yep. it was perfect and but it was a cold war and that neither guy could hook up with the other's wife because of their stupid ego driven rules and uh ultimately the i think at least one of the women got so wasted she could barely stand she fell over yeah that's right she wouldn't have been any good anyway at that point that's right (laughs) so i forgot about that part that's kind of what put the whole the the women wanted to that's the thing too oh they were like in love with each other yeah well they wanted to with each other but they would have like definitely hooked up with the other dudes because again the dudes were good looking too sure they were basically carbon copies 
it would have almost been not like fucking somebody else with them, I imagine, right. because they're so similar, at least, you know, to somebody like, right. like me, just on, from the outside not knowing either one of those couples, I'd look right. at them, they're interchangeable white people. Well. They, they were just whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think ego will kill a lot of things. Hmm. So, do you think ego on on the men's part is is a big deal yeah the fragility of their egos so i guess any advice to women on helping guys get over that or talking to men about that i don't know punch in the chest on the man up i don't i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not not good with feelings and things a little baby get your dick in the game Get your dick in the game. Okay. Oh. Because that's that's probably like the, you're standing in your own way at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah. I think if you're a guy in the lifestyle, you've been there. Uh, you know, you get in your head at least a little bit, and then when you get into that head, the other head follows, and it can be problematic. So, I'm not sure why we're so so worried about. You know the ego-driven stuff. Whether, you know, is that guy's dick bigger? Does he do it better? Is his fingers better? His mouth better? All those different things. The answer is maybe. Maybe it's possible. <laughs> I mean, and so here's where the ego needs to decide. Maybe, and that's a good thing, right? Like, hopefully, the the you know the male half of the couple that you chose is good at sex <laughs> and the things that you guys are about to do so that your partner can also enjoy you know it'd be pretty one-sided and, and short-lived if you hooked up with a bunch of couples and all the guys were mediocre right? like they could all be cool people to hang out with but if like nobody's really putting it down how much interest is she going to have in the future like oh we've had these 12 encounters over the last couple of years and they've all been I but you know uh and she sees you swinging from the chandeliers and doing all this crazy stuff and why are there always I, chandeliers involved with you why why are there I'm, always chandeliers involved with you i'm painting a picture in the mind for oh, the listeners. Okay. Yeah. okay we do a lot of chandelier fucking do we it's our thing yes yeah. it's our kink right that's that's what we learned about each other big bronzy chandelier in the dining room it's, oh dear it's, it's its use huh now yeah. you're painting a picture for me see see how that works <laughs> so i yeah i think that you want i will say this if you have a choice and you do not have one typically but if you do a choice hook up with mediocre dudes at first how do you know that do you put that on your profile yeah like interested in right mediocre men are you new and not so good at sex great we'd love to meet we're looking for you so that gives you time to ease into the whole lifestyle but you're talking about men and how they enter into the lifestyle yeah yeah so i think it's funny and do you think then that in turn helps women bring their men along from an emotional standpoint? Because yes. <laughs> women are so nurturing and worried about Aww. 
you know their 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 loved ones emotionally that they will I think in some cases they're not gonna make those those noises and do those <laughs> hip gyrations from the jump. They're gonna wait, you know, till the second, third, fourth, fifth time, whatever, when when their man's a little more solid mentally. And physically. And physically, yes. <laughs> and then and then watch out. And but, then who knows? Because I I mean speaking for myself, the first time our first time was a threesome. So mm-hmm. it was perfect for me. I wasn't I didn't have to think about it. It wasn't it was a threesome with another woman, I should say. Uh, and so it was just all positive stimuli for me. Sure, you didn't have to worry about it in terms of that competition right. factor. My concerns were how are you feeling? Are you okay with this? You know, uh, cause that was the first time I'd kissed anybody in a long time, and then they kiss them in front of you, and then for you to kiss, and I was like, oh, well, my dick works, so that's good. That's good to know. Uh, <laughs> worked really Winning. well. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a good positive experience for us. The first time that we had a full swap situation, we did it with a couple that we were very comfortable with, but still, looking over and seeing it was, I don't know if I want to say uh, deflating. That wasn't that. That's too much. <laughs> not, and not, not in that way either. Come on now. I uh, did not say anything. Yeah. But yeah, it was in my head like, that's just, it's a weird thing to see. Hmm. And the view, that's the other thing too. Perhaps maybe plot out and think about the, the positions you're going to be in your first time. Hmm. So maybe the view you get is not. Quite as in your face. Uh, It wasn't in my face and that, it was just the angle. We were, I was like kind of below you guys or something uh, with his wife and. Fortunately for me, she's 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 hot, and I enjoy having relations with her. So <laughs> I was able, and that's and that's literally what I did. I just stopped looking at you and what you were doing, and focused on what I was doing. Uh, and that was kind of how I would do it in the beginning. And it wasn't until later that I told you before that I saw you with another guy, a good friend of ours, a couple that we've uh, had hooked up with several times and because he's pretty short I think I feel like he's really short but I'm not sure uh compared to me anyway that you guys were in a position that we've never done before because my dick would be in your shoulder blade we would not line up so yeah the height differential between between the two of us yeah Yeah. I'm barely 5'1 and you're 6'5 right so yeah, and he was more yeah. like five six, five eight, maybe five eight ish. Yeah. yeah, sure. So I looked over. Short to you. Very short to me, and I mean, I think he's shorter than his wife. So oh, maybe. Huh. Like I was doing things with her that were really fun for me, and I was really enjoying. It. And I just kind of happened to glance over, and just the arch of your back and him behind. It's a whole thing. It was super hot, and that was the closest I ever came to coming just from looking at something. Just like. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, so, and it was that moment, like, that's when the, the switch flipped for me where I could go from being uncomfortable in my ego and being. Or worried about an awkward yeah. encounter or whatever. And I, mostly it always is 
people are worried about that some guy's going to fuck your wife so good that she leaves you for him. That's not going to happen. And if it is, it wasn't the fucking that did it. <laughs> it was something else. Yeah. That just was the catalyst that might have maybe finished it off. But there was other things in your relationship that, that led to that. Nobody's, nobody's had a great relationship. I, I mean, this is, I'm guessing, but I can't imagine. Even the lifestyle, they ever had like a really solid, great relationship. And then some dude just unfucked it. <laughs> he went in and... and Fucked the shit yeah. out of that relationship. Right. Did the Literally. chandelier thing. Did it all. Yeah. And then next thing you know, she's filing papers because of the dick. That doesn't happen. I would say, I mean, 999 times out of 1,000, I can't imagine that happening, if not more. So, put your ego aside. Just, uh, in, you know, enjoy your partner enjoying themselves. Because if she's enjoying herself, again... You're going to have a lot more sex with other people. Well, and I think I think that that is probably good advice generally, just to say, you know, check your ego, right? Because men aren't the only ones that get intimidated. Sure. Um, you know, women do all the time. It's just the evidence of it isn't necessarily so visible. Right. Um, or not visible. As yeah. the case maybe. Right. You can you can live you know. and fake it. Yeah. yeah. You get a little lube going on, whatever, it's fine. You yeah. know. Um trying to push a rope into something doesn't work very well. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But and I think also women because everything in our society is based on you know, looks. If you got you got Cosmo, it's all ads about the best makeup and the best nail polish and the eyeshadow and you know boob jobs and this and that. Um, women definitely have their own issues to to worry about. Where literally, guys, it's almost always dick size. Just if you boil it down, period. It's almost always how big is the dick though. Um, so, with women, nobody was like, how big is her vagina, though? <laughs> it's not, you know, that's... But, you know, how how big are her boobs? How, right. you know, what's her hairstyle? What's what her nipples kind of do? clothes what's, does yeah, she wear? You right. Know? What's her ass look like? All those things. You know, her legs, her thighs, her mm-hmm. lips. I mean, this Does she have stretch marks? Right. All those things. So, uh, it's... Like with most things, it's tougher for women to to deal. They just are better at hiding it. And physiologically, you don't have the the same thing that men have to deal with. Of course, we have the one thing to deal with. You've got one job. You've got one job. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, guys, uh, <laughs> you still got your mouth. Yeah. So. Well, and how... Okay, so... Because I'm trying to think of a time that your penis did not work. And I don't know that you've really had that experience. Not to brag, but bragging. <laughs> the the um, worst time, I think, was when I had a blood sugar incident. Right. And But we had... We had eaten, like, trash that day. We had sushi. Yeah. Well, well, Pure right. sugar. But, and I think other things... I think part of it was also, I think it was a combination of diet right and what what i'd eaten and made my blood sugar a little off and then the nerves and everything made 
worse. Uh, but I will say, like, I was able to to finish, I guess, for, like, round one of the evening. Right. And I... Oh. But, yeah, other than that, I, I've been pretty fortunate. I think I've had moments of flaccidity. <laughs> like, there's been a few minutes here and there probably throughout where it's like I had to regroup in my head and then I was fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I get what that it can happen, how it happens, and that it definitely does happen. Well, what advice would you have for women when that happens, when they encounter that? Again, you maybe aren't the right person to ask for well, this advice because yeah. it's, it's not something that you have and, a ton of experience with. And also, but. I think sometimes it's just physical some guys get up in age and it's not a thing like they're, they're not in their head they just you know have have those issues um, and that's something they have to work out with their partner and their doctors and whatnot but advice would be I think what's worked well for us when we've encountered that situation with other guys is that and I'd say most of the women have been really good but they is kind of resetting and going back to their partner because hmm. it's it's we've seen it where the guy will have issues, and then they, he goes back to his partner. He's okay. And a lot of what we've noticed has been condom use. Okay, like that can like that can decrease takes about sensitivity. Moment or whatever it's, and yeah. yeah, like having to put it on, there's a lot of fumbling that right. can go on with so, that. I mean, we've seen that firsthand where, you know, I'm... Clearly with, everything's going well. Right, and I'm doing what I'm doing. Everything looks like it's going well. I look over, and your looks like things are going well with you. And then it, it's moving on to the condom phase, and then the guy will grab a condom, and then it's just not happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So then they go back to their partner, and there's, you know, they can alleviate the condom variable, and it, it helps quite a bit. Hmm. Interesting. What? So, so do you think maybe then if a woman notices that her partner is maybe struggling with that? Helping reset the evening is a good tip. Well, I mean, resetting in that she can take her partner aside and, you know, do the things that she knows works for him to get it, to get him back in the game. And then I suppose that there's maybe that two women kind of help tag team up on a guy in that situation. Maybe, you know, in a, in a, in a positive way, not, and not bringing up like, oh, you'll be fine, champ. You can do it. <laughs> Your little guy will be just fine, but more of a, you know, double blow job situation, or um, maybe just making out with each other because dudes typically like that. What is that? I don't know. Don't question it. Just do more of it. Double the fun. Yeah, it's hot. Because <laughs> we like women, and I was like, you, you're my wife. I like you. I think you're beautiful. Hey, thanks. And <laughs> like early when our friend came over to borrow the truck. I was joking. If you asked you guys made out when I was outside, you said yes, jokingly. But I would have been like totally fine with it if it was real and it happened. I've been a little You've upset. Been that stoked. I've been a little upset you didn't wait for me to watch. But ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> because if I'm attracted to two people and they're both making out with each other, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. So, any tips for women wanting to get into the lifestyle um, in terms of talking to their partners about it have them listen to this podcast oh yeah it's a good start <laughs> and i guess the one thing i can i would say is it's not as scary as it seems hmm. um your brain's always going to go to the 
darkest place, don't let it, you know, talk, listen, do listen to podcasts, hmm. you know, watch maybe some documentaries. They're usually pretty terrible. Uh, and the movies are usually terrible. I was going to say, movies, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Have we watched any good documentaries on this? I don't think there are any that, that I can think of. Well, there's there are a couple I, that I've heard about that we haven't watched yet. So I would, uh, I believe Lucy Liu has one. Oh, or no, not Lucy Liu. Uh, Lisa Ling. Lisa Ling, yes. The, this is America, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I believe that she, Is there an episode on that? Mm-hmm, that's mm. what I was told. I heard it was really good. Oh, we'll have to watch that one. Um, and then there's there's another one, too. I think it was on Playboy Channel that we don't get, so we couldn't watch mm. it. Well, and I know that we've seen a few, like, um, oh, gosh. There was a show that we watched, Polyamory or something like that. Oh, yeah, Swinging in America. It was terrible. Married and dating. Is that what it was? Polyamory, married yeah. and dating. It was, and it was weird. Yeah, it was fun to watch, but it's definitely in not terms, like, the norm. Fun to watch in terms of it being like... A train wreck. A train wreck, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, that was more um, polyamorous couples, not yeah, swinging couples, right? Um you know that's that's a whole again that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) but um this is more your swinging podcast yeah yeah but i was just thinking i don't we're gonna have to mark that on our to do is to find a couple of good documentaries to watch just because i do find it interesting to listen to podcasts and listen to other people's experiences you know anyway okay so some advice i have for women is once you're in, uh, do us all a favor who suck at meeting and talking to people. Be the instigator. Go out and say hi to couples at the club uh, <laughs> because we suck at it. You and I? You and I. Not the oh. royal we, but like literally you and I. Literally. Yes. Yeah, we're not very good at it. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get a hair up my butt and I'll be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. You know? bounce around flip about and talk to plenty of people but yeah. i suck but, at closing the yeah. deal you're like, you're like the fisherman who gets a bite and doesn't sit, doesn't don't even know how to reel it in yeah. i don't even know let it eat your bait and move on something like something. that <laughs> yeah i'm terrible but i'm so that's the thing I'm, I'm notoriously like oh that person was hitting on me oh interesting yeah hadn't but, noticed I feel like I'm better out in the real world inadvertently flirting and then when it gets reciprocated I can pick up on it usually mm. and then take the ball and run with it then but when we go to the club I always feel a little or anywhere really initiating a lot of times I think partially because of my size and that I don't want to come off as creepy mm. being that guy well and I also think that a club is not really your scene. It's not like you are a huge dancer or anything like that. I'm a huge dancer when I dance. Well. <laughs> Get out my way. Watch your toes. You know, and the music that they're playing is not necessarily oh, your vibe. Terrible. Yeah. So that setting overall is not a setting that you are 
the most comfortable in. So I think figuring out a good setting in which you as a couple find it comfortable. But even that, I mean, we've done a couple of different types of things, right? We've gone to hotel takeovers. We've gone to a few different clubs now. We haven't tried any resorts. Not yet. Um, but, you know, we haven't been to very many house parties either. You know, but we're also on dating websites, and I think you do pretty good at communicating with people via text. But just finding that way to make those connections and... Well, I think the other... You know, another topic you could have at some point with somebody when you have a, a guest would be maybe the transition from mm-hmm. date to play because we struggled with that too, I think. And probably the best we ever had was the last one we had where we went back to a hotel room. And there's been so many times we get to a hotel room and that you get a little nervous and you'll talk and... I talk a lot. And just say random stuff in the interest of just making conversation when nobody wants to make conversation, including yourself. And so the last time this couple... Somebody's got to say something. No, you don't. Oh. You literally just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could just be quiet and take your clothes off and that'd be enough said. Which is kind of what happened. They, 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 now you're going to pull a titty out. No, you're not. See? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you, they, or not you, they put on some music. Right. And it's like, we're dancing. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was bang, bang, but it was natural. It wasn't It wasn't awkward. It wasn't terrible. It was really, it really was good. It was Prince, which I don't really know how that doesn't just immediately make you want to take your clothes off. That's it's true. fucking Prince. But yeah. So I was down so, with that. Yeah. It, it, but that, that worked best. It wasn't, and it was actually, it was, it was so good that we spent a long time doing what we were doing. Mm, it was and, a really long evening. And, and still it still was like 11 right. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. so it was perfect. <laughs> it was like, cause normally it's like two or three, like, oh, I'm so tired driving home. Yeah. With the dogs, we couldn't just stay in the hotel. Nobody gets to use the hotel. That's the worst part. Try to set it up where somebody gets to use the hotel and I can get the breakfast in the morning. <laughs> that would be my advice to new swingers. <laughs> Coordinate your nights out to stay in the hotel. And That's funny. Use it for an hour or three and leave. That's funny. But... Yeah, that was that was a really good transition. But there's been other times where we've not even we've not transitioned because it's gotten too late. Too much talking, and it's gotten too late. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Yeah. What else? What else do you want people to know? I I think that for women and men and couples in general, that it's way more socially acceptable. You know, it's gaining momentum very quickly because of the internet and people can kind of come out of the shadows. And uh, we met a couple last year, guy was 70 or something. I don't know. He was old. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about swinging in the 70s with Polaroids right. and letters and like you'd mail things and postcards and, and yeah. all that. And how much of a pain it was just to meet somebody out of the back of a magazine. Right. Uh, like you would, he, he was talking about doing like, you'd answer personal ads and basically become pen pals with people before you really connected with them in person, you know, sharing pictures and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Having taken Polaroids and stuff. So 
don't uh, don't take for granted how how good you got it these days with that kind <laughs> of picture message. You can send a dick pic. Obviously, usually don't is the answer. Please but, don't, uh, unless I've asked for it. Right, and and everything's so instantaneous and and easy that it's created a degree of acceptability. I think, mm. and that some of the older generations were like, God, we were really pent up and you know started out with you know gay marriage and then they realized like why do we care if gays get married and why do we care if anybody gets married why do we care and then it slowly manifests into kind of a, a freedom of of thought and experiment going I need to rethink all of my values and then young generations growing up with those things not being taboo and you know, sexuality being more fluid, and you're gonna see. And then we go to the club. There's one guy that we see there every week, and he's the nicest guy ever, who dances on the pole. Uh, and he's his sexuality is very fluid. Mm. But he's the only guy you see like that for the most part on the nights that we typically go. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna see a whole lot more of him in the future, and it'll be the norm. And yeah. That's not a bad thing. I've never sat down and talked to him talk about to him all the time about specifically how he would describe his sexuality. But you're right. I asked him. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you've had deeper conversations with him than I have. I wasn't very deep. Just a tip. God damn it. <laughs> you left the door open. <laughs> yeah. So he. He definitely would describe himself as more fluid. I think fluid exactly. I don't. I don't know if he'd even call himself bi. Right. To be honest, I. I think he's definitely much more in women. We did watch him like two hot chicks, and he did the the mistake of talking too much, and by the end of the night they moved on or left or whatever. It was their first time, and I was like, I was kind of pulling for him, and also I was like, wanting to pull for me. But <laughs> I did. So I was like, I should go talk to those girls with him. He, he, you know, he needs backup. He needs backup. He did. He literally did need backup. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I think. I, so it's all. It's it's ever changing, and you want it to always be ever changing. You mean society and how? Yeah, society we and our and our morals and our norms and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so don't be worried about who you're gonna meet. What's been the weirdest experience for you so far in the lifestyle? That's just uh, going to be my like closing question. We talked about this other day, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I, there was a couple it came down to. Um, oh. And I came with one. He was like, no, that's the second weirdest. Yeah. And I don't remember what that was now. So the Canada one was weird. That's the number one, right? And then... Just overall experience or encounter? Overall everything as a whole. I mean, probably the, like, creepiest was the guy at the hotel takeover that wouldn't leave me alone for me. Yeah. But I don't know. Gosh. The the Canada thing was weird because the whole weekend ended up being weird with, we ran and picked a hotel and all of you know, uh, British Columbia to stay at that this guy oh, had Vancouver. a bad experience in the past of all things. Like I, 
And it had been very, very long ago, too, right? Yeah, that was my impression. It seemed like it was fairly traumatic, whatever it was. And we had to pick that hotel. Luckily, it remodeled, so he was a little better about it. Um, the night they, they picked the fancy pizza place that I was irritated about, uh, especially knowing that there was peri-peri chicken we could have had. Oh, my Nando's. gosh. If you ever had a chance, go to Nando's. It's delicious. Uh, so good. <laughs> so, so good. That was the only thing that saved the whole trip was going to Nando's the next morning. The only thing? Don't give me that look. It was why it was the weirdest night in all of our swingerdom. The the wife came and had a seizure and he I I, I wasn't really focused on him much, but he had some concerns, I guess. <laughs> uh, yes. I was there for you though, baby. Thanks, baby. Uh, so Nando's was really good. But there was shoes and some sunglasses. Yeah, but there was one other experience that we were talking about, and now I can't remember either. Yeah, just the Canada one stuck out to me. Yeah, I think yeah. Anytime somebody has a medical emergency, that's gonna. But it wasn't like that. Was the thing is they were both like, oh no, she does this. She's fine. This is what happens. Yeah, it was just like oh. That's scary. Right. Like you I, maybe have to warn people about that. That's right? what I'm saying, right? Like, hey, if you make her come really hard, she's going to literally seize her out. Right. And uh, just be cool. Like, she didn't pass out or lose consciousness or anything like that. No. She, there was just A lot of convulsing and shaking convulsing. and yeah. noises. And yeah. Tragedy. And she was very nice. They were both really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. They were fun to talk to and, and hang out with. Yeah. They're tasting pizza restaurants aside. I mean, yeah. It, <laughs> I'm too American when it comes to pizza. It was <laughs> it was definitely, it was all about the stupid oven with the bacon and this fancy. No it was like, sauce having. No sauce. <laughs> seriously, right? God damn it. Sauce that shit up. Come on, man. And like, But that's you anyway. Like, you don't go in for the foodie bullshit. Like, no. it's just not you. No, I'm paying you good money. I want some substance. I'm sitting with a bunch of the pretentious dickhole Canadians, which I love Canadians, by the way, but these were a bunch of pretentious dickhole Canadians, <laughs> and waiting way too long in a place that was way too crowded to have way too small a pizza for four people. <laughs> so hungry. You did leave hungry. I did leave hungry. Uh, and I was worried I was going to have a seizure or some blood sugar some incident. Medical emergency. Yeah. And then we went to the strip club. It was way too crowded, but I got a massage at the strip club, which was amazing. Yeah. That girl gave me extra minutes on my massage. That's right. Yeah. So I always, I highly recommend one of the strip clubs there. They have masseuses that walk around. Seems like a weird thing, but let them massage your shoulders because yeah. it's all good. I'm really trying to think of that other encounter that we were actually talking about. Because there was one. That you'd put, like, that came to your top of your mind, and I was like, no, what about, what about the yeah. Canada trip? I'd block that one out. It'll come to us as soon as we're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe, uh, we should revisit our online profiles, mm. and you can take an opportunity to maybe do an episode on profiles. That's an important... Uh, maybe online dating etiquette. We're not very good at it. We, we tend to forget to get back to people on occasion. It happens. Because um, life, 
know happens that's the thing is the actually the couple that we uh had the really good transition with the prince we lost uh, touch for them with them like for a almost a year yeah. yeah and it was probably nobody's fault it just it just happened it just happened so check in with people sometimes you know it's you know, life is only but i think uh don't be offended if people don't go at the pace that you want because mm. i know sometimes you like to take it slower where some people will message us and be like here's me and my wife doing it and yeah you're like oh well i wanted to know your name first or something right right i typically start with hello how are you yeah and then yeah you get totally turned off by that and it is a turn off for sure it's been weird is like the couple people that have done that to us have been like the hottest couples too and you instantly are like peace out well and, and the, good, going, but she's pretty cute but good for them i mean <laughs> yeah. honestly i mean and if they and if that's their pace and good for them i'm not judging them i don't i don't care it just doesn't do anything for me because at the end of the day I don't know. I want to know whose name I'm screaming. Like, I don't know. Like, what, like I don't know what to say. I don't, you know, it's not, it's, it's not going to do it for me if there's not anything drawing me in. And if you're only, if the only thing that you're offering is a hot picture. I felt like they had more to offer. They were trying to show us. Hmm. I'm an auditory learner. <laughs> so they need to send you wave files maybe maybe yeah oh and I think this is where it comes down to like living else life everybody's looking for something different some right. people just want to exchange hot pictures meet up don't do a lot of talking let's just get to the fucking and go about our day right and other people probably more like you are more into the relationship aspect of getting to know people and becoming friends with them and then doing the fucking and then going back to the friends part of it. Absolutely. I mean, and and that's one of the things that I feel like I have really gotten out of the lifestyle is that you and I now have a, a good group of friends that are our friends collectively. Whereas before, you know, you have your friends and I'm friends with them, but they're definitely yours. <laughs> and I have my friends that are definitely mine. Even though you have things in common with them, you talk to them, but they're my friends and acquaintances, right? And it's been really cool to kind of build this whole different group of friends together yeah. with you. Yeah. You know? That we happen to have sex with on occasion. That we also happen to have sex with on occasion. <laughs> and we introduced some other friends that like, hey, have you met this couple? You should totally meet this couple. Because they also like to have sex with their friends on occasion. Yeah. yeah. And we already have sex with them. We already have sex with you. We should all have sex we with We should each all other. have sex together. Yeah. <laughs> That's another episode for later. That'll be a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anything else you want to say to the people, my love? Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. And uh, she'll get better, more compelling guests in the future that don't uh, have bronchitis and ill-timed, ill-thought-out jokes. Ha, ha, ha. Well, thank you for 
helping me tonight, sweetheart. I'll show you my boobs later, okay? All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> Bye. If you want to see your boobs, uh, go to her email. Go to my email. Yeah, tell them what your email is. Prude to screwed pod at gmail.com. I also have Twitter. Yeah. 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 At the screwed prude. Yeah. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. You can edit out him barking. I can certainly try. Certainly gonna try. I thought I subscribed. Maybe I didn't. Rude. What's it called? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>